Today's scripture reading is from the book of Haggai, the first to the fourth verse. In the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say, The time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? This is the word of the Lord. We now begin a new study, uh, uh, a new series out of the Old Testament book of Haggai. You know, as I was teasing earlier, it goes Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai. Uh, if his book, if, if Haggai's book contains all his sermons, uh, his ministry only lasted 15 weeks. 15 weeks. 15 weeks. Um, that gives me uh, incredible encouragement. See, God called, you know, that, 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 that really does. It's just like, you know, we think, uh, you know, as I, I shared with Pastor Nate, with John, with different ones, I'm doing as much as I can, as quickly as I can, to lay the foundation for those that are soon, and sooner rather than later, to come after me. Uh, so what, what does that look like? Well, I'm, I'm trying to do what God has called me to do, fully recognizing that there's this much time, not this much time. And that's, that's the reality. So God calls some people for a spot job. Haggai's job was to inspire the people to initiate the rebuilding of the temple and to, and to continue uh, work in the midst of discouragement. I know you guys can't relate to discouragement. Um, we, will see, we, will see, we will all see that he was uh, very, very effective. Um, so the first verse reads, In the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and Joshua, uh, son of Josadak, the high priest. The year is about 520 B.C., late August, early September. It's important, but, I mean, it's just like, you know, it's like, let's not focus too much on that. The, 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 the probable setting for this first portion of scripture is uh, it's the first of the month. It's the first day of the sixth month. And, and the Jews, when they were in exile, uh, I mean, after when they were taken into captivity, the first day of the month was always set aside more or less as a, as a day of celebration. It was a, it was a new moon, a holiday. Uh, it was a time of rest. It was a time of rejoicing. And you can look at Amos and you can look at Hosea uh, for references that, for that. Persia is uh, the ruling nation, and Darius is the king. Uh, and the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai, whose name likely comes from a derivation of the word festival. I mean, all these things might make sense to you a little later. Um, and that's kind of the setting. So, uh, and even though Haggai's role is critical, he's, he's mentioned only outside of this book, only in Ezra, in two places. And I invite you to read the book of Ezra. You really, if you're going to really understand Haggai, read the book of Ezra uh, as we uh, march here. 
Uh, and again, he was referred to as a prophet. And, you know, again, we know what a prophet is, one who proclaims the Lord's message. So the message is, is addressed to Zerubbabel, the governor and heir of uh, the throne of David, grandson, grandson of Jehoiakim. So he's in the Davidic line. You know, it's, 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 he's, he's kind of the, the governor, the, the overlord, the, the, the person that, that Persia has given authority to oversee what's going on. Uh, and then Joshua, the high priest. But obviously, without saying, the people are included in the message. It wasn't just to Zerubbabel, uh, just wasn't uh, 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 to Zerubbabel and uh, Joshua, but it was to all of the people. So it's, this is an inclusive message, you know. So he's like, well, that's just for the pastor. That's just for Pastor Nate, or that's Pastor Bert. That doesn't have any. No, no, the message is for all of the people. Um, so they're directly or indirectly. So, 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 what's the message? Well, I'm glad you asked. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say, the time has not yet come to rebuild the, house, the Lord's house. These people say, the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Okay, let me give you a little more. In contrast, um, uh, I'm not even go down that path. The Lord Almighty. You'll see this, the, the term for, for that is used for God here is the Lord Almighty. The Lord, the host of angels. The Lord, the host of the armies. Fourteen times. Fourteen times you're going to see this reference uh, in just, I think it was 28, uh, 38 verses uh, total. Just, just two chapters. I think it was 38 uh, uh, verses altogether. Uh, just a very short, and as I keep saying, when you use, when you see a word used more than once or 14 times in a short pericope, uh, this is, this is really important. The Lord Almighty. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in contrast to King of Persia. Yeah. Now he's, he's, he's good and all. Yeah. He's, he's got his role temporarily. Uh, yeah. There's, there's the governor. There's Zerubbabel. Yeah. He's got his role. And you've got Joshua, the high priest. He's got his role. But the Lord Almighty is saying uh, 14 times in 38 verses, which is, it, I don't want to overstress this, but it's, 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 it just bursts from the text. It's like, okay, you guys have got all these titles and all these positions, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to end sooner rather than later, but the Lord Almighty says, um, you may have gained temporary positional authority, but with the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the angel of armies, the Lord Almighty, he has the final say. Why are you stressing this? Because, I, as Ema said, uh, you don't know who you're messing with. You don't know who you're messing with. There's, this, this, there's almost a casualness with our, you know, he's Abba, he's daddy. I, yeah, I get that. But uh, you can't even be in his presence and live. That's, 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 that's who we're dealing with. You can't even look on him if it's a spirit, but you can't even be in his presence and look in that direction. That's why Moses had to, like, you know, just turn away. It's like, no. <laughs> and he still glowed like a light bulb after he was done. See, that's who, we're, that's who we're dealing with, and that's the situation here. And so what does he say? What he says is these people say. Not my people, 
not 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 the not the children of my promise not 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 these people uh so obviously we you know it's kind of ironic it's like it's a, uh it's kind of how a parent does uh when a child is acting up get your kid he's not my kid well come on you know what your kid no uh no the behavior is you can't associate that behavior with me so so these people these people are doing well we know there's a problem uh because the word is coming through Haggai to the governor and to the high priest. There's at least two problems there. One is what these people are saying uh, and, uh, and the condition of the temple. Uh, so you've got, it's, a, it's a, an admonishment to the guy who's in charge, who's the person, the governor of the people. It's like, well, I'm having to remind you what your people are telling or what they're saying. Don't you recognize what they're saying? And, oh, hello, hello, the temple is in, repair, in disrepair. Why are you having to state the, why am I having to state the obvious? You should see that. If I'm in God's position, I shouldn't have to remind you that what's going on, it's a, the people are saying one thing, and the temple is looking like it's looking uh, hello, governor. Hello, high priest. On a small, on a very small level, it's, it's, it's as if you, you see something going on where maybe a child is misbehaving or acting up, and you, you sit back, and uh, it's like, well, I have positional authority, but uh, I don't want to do anything with that. It's not mine. It's not my responsibility. And so you just allow it to go on and do what it does. It's like, no, no, no. Excuse me, can I get you to go deal with that situation over there? I shouldn't have to do that. So, and that's what God is saying. And in, in, in this situation is like uh, um, the Lord Almighty, the Lord of the host of angels, uh, big God. These people uh, are saying uh, it's not time to rebuild the Lord's house. Boy, you guys are sorry. Excuse, well, I'm not saying sorry. Excuse for a, a priest and a governor, but uh, are you asleep? Or even worse, if you're not asleep, are you are you aware of what's going on and you choose not to do something about it? That's even worse. It's one thing to you know. I'm sorry, I was taking a nap. Okay, wake up now. Deal with it. It's nothing. Oh, I see what's going on. I ain't doing nothing about it. You know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm good. I, you know, I'm no no. Why is this so important? The temple of God was the place where God would meet the people. See, now, okay, okay, I know, I know the wheels are turning. It's like, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, no, no. I understand. Even then, in Isaiah, the 66th chapter, uh, the building can't contain God. Uh, is, as as uh, God said through the prophet, heaven's my throne, earth is my footstool. What sort of house could you build for me? Seriously, you know, it's like, okay, let's, let's, not, let's not confuse. But the temple was the place where God's presence resided. You had the outer court. You had the inner court. You had the holy place. Then you had the most holy place. And that was separated off with this big, huge, thick curtain. And, and inside the most holy place, you could only go in there once a year, the Day of Atonement, it's like you just can't be going messing around and you don't know who you're messing with. You don't know you, you don't you don't have a full 
recognition of God. And you would go, the, the, the high priest, and you, that wasn't a delegated authority. Only the high priest on the day of atonement could go in to the most holy place, the holy of holies. And first he had to sacrifice, as Pastor Campbell uh, uh, said uh, uh, two weeks ago. It's like you know, tie a little rope around the guy just in case he messed up because, you know, I'm not going in there. You just drag him out. You pull him out. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, Brother Levi, he messed up somewhere along the line. Let's pull him out. Now, so the priest would have to sacrifice for himself, for his sins. Then the, he would have to sacrifice for the, the court, the, 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 the assembly, if you will. Then he'd have to sacrifice for the people. And then he'd go in there and he'd seven times just sprinkling blood on the mercy seat, on the ark, gold lid, gold cherubim, where right there, right above the mercy seat in a cloud, God said, that's where I'm going to meet you. Right there, I'm going to meet you. Oh, okay, so that's where God is to meet us. A representation of creator God, mighty God, protector God, provider God. And what's his building? It looks a shambles. It's, a, it's in disrepair. Uh, we've, we, we, we've got issues. See, the temple and the associated rituals represented a relationship between God and the people. And that's why the priests had to approach everything they did with such reverence and such care. You couldn't just, just literally, it was a matter of life and death. You know, you, you come at God wrong, you could die. You will die if you come at wrong. It's like, I'm just trying to steady the ark. You know, it's coming across the water here, and it's getting ready to temple. Oh, whoa, let me, let me hold it up. Oh, oh, oh he's dead. You shouldn't have touched it. You didn't have a full recognition or understanding of who you're dealing with. So, what chance would I have in his presence? I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe I give you a window to think through, uh, look through. Think about that special person in your life. And I was thinking about uh, when I was writing this, I was thinking about our first real date. Our first real date. Went to Scott Seafood. They have linen cloth and linen napkins, not the paper things, you know. And so, 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 so you, you go there because of the, the, the relationship. You got to make sure that things are timely, that things are laid out, that things are dealt with with, 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 with fine detail, with, with, you know, it's like it's real silverware, not plastic stuff, you know. And then when the food comes out, it's timely. It, 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 and you know, brothers, how we do. It's like particularly with, uh, if, if we really value the relationship and you really want to take someone out, a, a lady out, you don't, you, don't, you don't say, well, all I can afford is fast food, so that's where we're going. You don't do that. I, I just, you have to turn in your brother card if you do that. You don't do that. But what you do is you go to the place at least one of us can eat really good. And what do you do? Honey, you order first. I'm sorry. I'm busting every man. Every, every man who's in a relationship has gone through the, honey, you order first. Well, I don't know what you want. I can wait. You better not order first. Why? Because you may not have enough money to, 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 to pay for the meal. But you want to put your best foot forward because I value 
the relationship. I'm not on my first date. How you would you would never have met you never met me. You never met Sister Meeks if I took her out to McDonald's on our first date. There's nothing wrong with McDonald's, but but I value the relationship more than McDonald's. So you go to your. I, 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 See, back then, the Spirit of God at times rested and dwelt among and on people, but did not reside in people. So, so the fact that the temple was in poor physical condition, it spoke directly to the mindset and the spiritual condition of the people and the relationship, or in this case, the lack of relationship the people had with God. So the Lord Almighty, the Lord of the angels, of, of the host of angels, who knows all, sees all, Asked the very most obvious question. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while his house, while this house remains a ruin? As the message version uh, more simply puts it, how is it that it's the right time for you to live in your fine homes while the home, God's temple, is in ruins? See, essentially what God is saying through the prophet to the people, uh, and that's a big, he's saying if, which is a really a big if, the biggest if we've ever had, uh, if we are in relationship, what's up? If we're in relationship, what's up? What, what's going on? Uh, <coughs> you, you, you. You say you love me. See, see, that's why when, when uh, they got to the point before they were, where they were taken into captivity uh, through the prophets and Amos and, and different ones, they said, I don't want your feasts. I don't want your sacrifices. I don't want, because even though you have a temple, the relationship that they're using the temple through is really not reflective of what we've got going on. So you sit there and kill the poor sheep, and it's like you might as well let the sheep live because it, it's not doing any good. You're, you're, you're doing religious things, but we don't have a relationship. Ah, it's because of the love that I have for the person that it will supersede the love for myself. I will love my wife and let her order first, knowing I only have so much money. That's because I love her. See? A stingy person. I know you guys aren't like me, see, and then you're not like uh, what's going on here. A stingy person would say, you know, I only got so much, we're going to split a happy meal. You don't love that person too much, do you? Well, that's all I can afford. Well, don't split the happy meal. Give her the whole happy meal then, if that's, if that's all you can afford. See, see the, 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 I've said it before. I say it again. I'm going to say it. See, right behavior starts from a right relationship. Right behavior starts from a right relationship. But too often, we do the other thing. We, we flip it around. We start trying to behave right, hoping that the relationship will somehow kind of kick in gear. And so you can, you can, you can have a dysfunctional relationship. Again, I keep giving you the, 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 the window to look through relationally through, through, a, through a, a, a man and a woman, a husband and a wife. Uh, it doesn't do you any good. You don't get any points for bringing flowers home when you've been acting a fool all day long. 
unless there's an uh, I'm, a, I'm sorry associated with it. Well, I gave you uh, flowers. I, you know, it's like, seriously? It's like, no, no, no. Keep your flowers. Keep your money. Keep, you know, I don't, I don't. You relate that we don't have a relationship. That's what's going on. That's, 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 that's go. This isn't an unhealthy diminishment of who you are. No, no. Uh, it's, it's, it's because of, because of who, because I know who I am and whose I am. See, see, it's not, it's like, oh, you're just going to have the sand sandwich and rotten eggs and uh, you're just going to just be in a, in a camel hair coat and just going to just, you know, kick up ash and just feel sorry. No, it's because of who I am. And how God has, has so wonderfully blessed me. How did he bless you? He sent himself in the form of his son, Jesus the Christ, to die on my behalf. Love the, anything else is gravy after that. Everything, he's just like, oh, and he did this, he just, whatever. Hey, he, my soul is saved from eternal separation from him. That's enough. I'm good. Now, now, because, because he's a loving father and a loving God, he just continues to bless and bless and bless, even in spite of myself. But because I know who I am, and as a result of whose I am, that's why I value the relationship. I want, I want to dial in deep with him, because I know who I am. I know what I was. I know what I am now. And I, and I know it's all because of him. So as a result of that, what wouldn't I do for God? It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just an outgrowth. See, it's not, oh, well, you know, I feel so bad. Oh, well, let me, let me walk on my knees for 10 miles and maybe God will be pleased with that. No, all you do is get calluses and bloody up your knees. It's like, I don't need you to do that. Can you just love me? Just love me. Love me. Love me. Not for the, 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 the loaves and the fishes of life, if you will. Love me. Love me. Uh, if, I, if, if I find myself in hell, will God be there? Will, will he be there? Yeah, he will. Yeah. The temple was the point and place of relationship. Man, as, as, as God said when he delivered them uh, from slavery in Leviticus, uh, I'll set up my residence in your neighborhood. I won't avoid or shun you. I'll stroll stroll through your streets. I'll be your God. You'll be my people. I am God, your personal God, who rescued you from Egypt so that you would no longer be slaves to the Egyptians. I ripped off the harness of your slavery so that you can move about freely. And how and what you think of me now is how you dealt with the temple. That's a fine how do you do. Wow. Wow, I'm closing. I just, this, this, this set up for this. Essentially, God is asking just a, a very simple four-letter uh, question, four-word question. Do you love me? Do, do you love me? Seriously, I, seriously, do you love me? Or were you in love with the stuff that I did for you? Were you it, it, were, do you love me? Do you, do you love me? 
See, I know I'm loved by my wife because I am 99% of the time at home, I'm not that lovable. I know, I know. When you explore the Bible, you'll see that love is more often represented as a verb, not a noun. But we've got this noun mentality that, uh, uh, that, that, that you know, if I, if I say I love you, then I love you. That means nothing. That means absolutely zero. You need to show me that you love me. I, I like it in the words of the late Andre Crouch. How can I say thanks for the things that you've done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you gave to prove your love to me. See, even God didn't just say, I loved you. God so loved the world that he gave. Say, oh, I love you. (laughs) See you in hell. (laughs) You know, it's like, no, 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 no. I love you. I love you so much that I'm going to put a path forward for you so you don't have to spend eternity separated from me. Uh, you gave your love. You, the thing so undeserved, you gave to prove your love to me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. All that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to thee. So the resultant plea is just let me live my life. Let it be pleasing, Lord, to thee. And should I gain any praise, let it go to Calvary. So what am I saying? I'm saying again, right behavior starts with right understanding. Right behavior starts with right. If you don't get it, that's why, that's why I keep stressing Bible study. That, I mean, there, there's, it's, it's like, well, I, this is going, it's like, it starts with right understanding. If you don't, if, 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 if Bible study, if, you're, if your devotional time, if your Bible study time is sporadic, it, your foundation is, is already fractured. You just can't, you're just like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to come, I'm going to get my giddy up on on Sunday, and then uh, it's going to be all good for the week. No, it won't. It won't. It won't. As much as you've got to be in the Word. You've got, you've got to be in the Word. You've got to be in serious study. You have, there's no substitute. I, I, you know, I'm still looking for that magic diet pill. I'm still looking for it. Can't find it. Still can't, you know, and it's like all the snake oil, religious and otherwise, that's out there. See this, if you do this, if you do that, if you claim this, if you claim that, huh? Try it. Call me. You know, see if it works out for you. I don't want you to do that. That right, rela- right behavior starts with the right relationship, and a right relationship comes from a right understanding. See? So again, I, I invite you to uh, read the book of Ezra. See? You'll see that uh, Z- uh, Zerubbabel and Joshua, they had been authorized by a prior king of Persia, King, king uh, uh, Cyrus, to rebuild the temple. And they got going. They, did, they were diligent. Things were just rolling along. But just like the, 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 that always seems to happen, uh, the enemy creates opposition, creates lies, and it caused them to stop building. And they just stopped. They just stopped. Because they were, they were scared. <laughs> they were scared. Because they were lied about 
and the king at that time uh, sent the message, said, okay, shut it down. And so they obeyed man rather than God, and they shut it down. They shut it down. And then Haggai comes along, and God speaks through him and says, do you love me? What are you, what, what's going on? What are you doing? Or, or what are you not doing? Do you love me? Sir? Okay, before I draw, really close, close. Uh, let's be careful not to draw an exact parallel between the temple and places of assembly now. Because you might be thinking, oh, so that's, well, that's why we need stained glass and all of that. That is, that is an inaccurate parallel. But an accurate parallel is to ask the question, does my behavior reflect a healthy relationship with God? That's, that's, that's the takeaway. Not, oh, so that means we have to build uh, a sanctuary with glass. and No, that's, don't, that's a bridge too far. No. Does, does, does my behavior reflect a healthy relationship with God? Because if it does, I will want to please him. And my desire to please him will be, will be reflected in spreading the word and his message. And if that includes the necessity of a facility to, do, to, to promulgate the word of God, then so be it. We'll get that. But to go rush out and say, well, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Uh, as Pastor Campbell Well said, you don't, need a, you don't need a building to do what God has tasked you to do. You just need to do what God tasked you to do. Now, he tasked me to fly, to learn how to fly and to do this and that and the other. Well, first thing is, okay, I need to go get some flight lessons. I need to go find, get a plane. I, ne I need to do those things associated with a calling God has placed on us on me in this case. Right behavior begins with a right relationship. Let's pray.